Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Cornerstone Conversations, and I'm your host, Neil Wright, pastor at Cornerstone. With me, I also have a pastor at Cornerstone, Matt Koenig. How are you today, mate? I'm, I'm, I'm good, thanks, Neil. That's good to hear. Yes. Yeah. So, on the weekend, I was, uh, I was sort of provoked to share a story. My wife... Uh, has a rooster at her early learning centre that decided it was going to attack her. She was feeding it and she threw a bit of food on it. It didn't take to it very kindly. So I ended up attacking her. So she grabbed it by the neck, threw it across the, the pen, threw the feed tray at it, threw the water at it and ran out screaming. And um, what was funny about it is that as she got out, she was talking to the other teachers and basically saying, that rooster needs to go. And she did that sign of, of slitting her throat <laughs> um, and of course the kids there at the early learning center they're between three and five years old well they thought that was something that they could cotton on to so they started talking amongst themselves and then every time a parent come in they'd be letting them know hey the rooster attacked miss joe and they'd do that <laughs> the rooster's got to go um anyway as she was going throughout the day, uh, one of the little kids decided that they needed to, to ask Joe a little bit more about it. So she said, you know, Miss Joe, when we chop, <laughs> chop the chook's head off or the rooster's head off, can we watch it run around? Um, very rural. Uh, some city folk might not know or never have seen, but when you chop off a uh, chook's head, they keep running. Yeah, It's, it's quite bizarre, really. Um, and they just go all over the place. So we used to uh, kill chickens for food when I was young, and that was part of the the fun. If they actually escaped, we weren't meant to let them go. But every now and then they'd they'd run off and they'd run into the fire and all over the place where they weren't meant to go. Anyway, it just reminded me of the old saying that um, someone's running around like a chook with its head cut off. And uh, yeah, I was like, isn't that like a lot of us at the moment? Yeah. In the world? It yep. just seems like there's no direction, no purpose, um, lost perspective in life mm-hmm. about what life's really about, and we end up just like a headless chook, seriously, without any vision, any clarity of life. And, you know, while we are meant to work hard and be busy and stuff like that, there's some warnings for us in the Bible about overcomplicating our life, I guess, or pursuing the wrong things to the detriment of what really matters. So... Um, yeah, uh, have you have you ever been in a state of a headless chook, Matt? Um, I think I'm in a constant state of a headless chook, to be <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, oh, to to some, yeah, certainly to some degree, definitely. There's times when it's just like frantically running here, there, and everywhere, and you know, at, at the end of the day, is it all really worth it? You know, like there's oh. that that process of of thinking about the things that we do and what's important and what's not. And I think, you know, particularly in this day and age, it's it's almost like a, a badge or an achievement that you've got to be busy all the time, otherwise you're not accomplishing anything and you're not worth anything. And, you know, that's the, that's the worldly perspective of how things are. And I think that shapes, you know, our attitude to, to what we do and, and all of that kind of thing. So I think it's a, you know, it was a good, good message, good timely reminder to be thinking about you know, we're, where we're investing our time and what's important and what's not. And, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, because um, I, I just think, like, that busyness is one thing 
that we have, but also a lot of people are actually busy doing nothing as well. Yeah. Um, so there's a busyness that actually achieves nothing. Um, not just in life, but even like I'll talk a little bit more about you know the social media side of things, which we all love, and you know I mean it could be TV, it could be anything, whatever it might be. Um, where it's like we're actually not really achieving anything on earth, but also when we are working so hard, um, in our downtime even we can actually work hard. Um, it sounds really weird, I know, but it's like this this nothingness that comes out of it, no produce really yeah. for in our life. Uh, Psalm 39, 4 and 6 says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. We are merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth not knowing who will spend it. Yeah. I think, um, so next couple of verses. Um, Psalm 127, uh, 1 and 2 talks about Unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless he protects the city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning to late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. And Ecclesiastes 5.3, too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many words make you a fool. And I just think, like, as I read those, those verses, there's that whole point of that rushing around, which is where I got yeah. about that headless chook thing. Mm. Um, and... It's interesting, I listened to a study on um, multitaskers and basically the results showed that multitaskers achieved nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know that, uh, that people love it. That they say, oh, they're good there. They can really multitask. But in the end, it found that they weren't producing as much because they weren't focused on what they were doing. Yep. And so nothing was done well. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> good, good to know. Good yeah, to know. yeah. And obviously, yeah. you have to do more than one thing sometimes. But what it showed was when you have a task to do, you need to complete that task first yeah. before you move to the next one. That's yep. how you actually get things achieved. Um, and I don't know, you're in the IT industry. Do you ever notice that you're really working on something and then you're distracted by other things? Oh, never, 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 never <laughs> happens. Never happens. Uh, no, that is the that is the story of my workday. You know, it's I have things I need to get done, but I'm. There's, there's constant interruptions because obviously in IT, things never work the way that people want them to. And so, you know, constantly going here, there, everywhere, jumping from one problem to the next and, and you know, getting getting to the end of the day and feeling like I haven't accomplished anything, but I've actually been really busy and, you yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, I, I get what you're saying about multitasking, you don't, you don't get anywhere. But, um, you know, I think, again... It, it's all about priority and, and, and where we're investing in, in our time and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, certainly in, in my workplace, there's, there's opportunity just to, to stop and to, you know, make certain things a priority where I just have to say to people, no, sorry, I can't help you right now. I need to get this, yep. this particular thing done and, and you, know, you know, really investing the time yep. to get that done. And it, and it certainly makes a huge difference in that space. And I think... You know, as as we've been challenged, you know, just to really think about what's what's important, and um, you know, you you one of the last verses you looked at, I think, was was um, the story of Mary and Martha. Yeah. Um, and and how, um, you know, they they're they're both sitting in the or it have have Jesus, you know, there. Yep. And and uh, Mary's just sitting, 
with Jesus and Martha's running around, mm. you know, trying to get everything done and, and ready and, and, you know, getting upset and bitter about the fact that Mary's not doing anything. And, you know, just, you know, I guess there's, there's two reminders in that. Is, is one is, you know, we can be just running around like a headless chook, like your example, mm. and, and actually missing out on, on what it is that God has for us. Yep. Um, but also the attitude impact that that has of looking at other people who just have the opportunity to sit and to, you know, to be in the presence mm. of Jesus, like as, as Mary was doing, and, and how that yeah. impacted Martha's attitude to the whole situation as well. Yep. Um, so all Martha's busyness really had no real purpose except for to be busy in a way. Like, and she yeah. was anxious about things, and this is what Jesus addressed. He said, Martha, you're, you're so anxious about so many things. And what he was saying to her is, yeah, you're worried and upset over all these details, but in the end when you actually break it down, it was saying you've got these heavy, anxious thoughts. And I'm pretty sure Jesus wasn't just addressing... Um, the dinner, like, of yeah. course, if you've got guests, you've got to feed them. So he's not saying, hey, no, you shouldn't have been cooking the dinner. But he actually wanted to address her anxiety mm-hmm. and her worries over all these things. In other words, her whole life was consumed with what she had to do and she was missing out on the main thing, which is what um, Jesus said to Martha. He said, there's only one thing, oh, sorry, yeah, said to Martha, there's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it will not be taken away from her. So in this story... As you mentioned, Martha's running around getting dinner ready. Yeah. Mary's actually spending time with Jesus. And so what's the one thing worth being concerned about? That's the question yeah. that I ask when I read that. I'm like, well, he actually didn't really give an answer. No. <laughs> so what is, what is the one thing, Neil? What, what, have you, what decision have you come to? Okay. Well, Mary discovered it. might be taken away from her. It seemed to me that Jesus was saying, you need to make sure your relationships are what's priority to you. Yeah. And that, of course, includes with God, but also with other people. And, you know, like, if you think about the whole of the gospel, it's all about reconciling man to God and man to each other, Mm. or mankind. Um, And we miss it so often. Like, even in, in our Christian life, we're busy doing stuff, and we forget that it's about people. Yeah. And they're not a project, they're people that we need to love and actually get to know. And we can skim the surface all the time with people. So if you look at that example there, who do you think knew Jesus better? I would have to say Mary. Why is that? Maddie? Well, because she was, she was making, making spending time with him a priority, um, you know. You know, yes, there are other things that need to be done, but in that moment, you know, why... Why miss the opportunity to be in the presence of Jesus? Um, you know, you can always whip up some food later on. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Bring like up the pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, just, or yeah, I don't know. Like it's yeah. It just seems to me that there's there's opportunities where we have you know the opportunity to be in the presence of Jesus, and other things seem to get in the way. Whether yeah. it's you know, just our, our worldly attitudes of what the world says that we should be doing or whether it's, you know, um, trying to impress other people and, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just yeah. certainly, um, you know, I think at times, even even like with 
with the attitudes that we have when we come together as a church family and stuff like that you know what what attitude are we coming to and are we really thinking about what it is that we're we're doing and we're coming into the presence of god together and Mm. you know having having that that right attitude of of what it is that we're coming to do and and you know how how do we respond in those situations and what's it you know like do we do we look at other people around us and you know be like Martha and have that judgmental attitude of, oh, yeah. you know, why aren't they helping out or why aren't they serving or why aren't they doing this, that and the other or, you know, why are they, you know, doing, you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, there's, this, know, exactly there's all mean. these, you know, I yeah. guess judgmental attitudes that we can have that really impact our ability to actually recognize that we're in the presence of God. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, a great reminder just to be thinking about what is it that we're doing and and you know what is what is the significance of that? Does it have eternal consequence? Yeah, exactly. Um, right. You know, and it's it is it is a it is a, a juggling act that we all need to to work on. You know, yeah. we still need to work and get money to eat and have somewhere to live and all of that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. you know, I think sometimes we can, yeah, our, our perspectives can become very skewed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And if you think about it, like the people that have impact on your life, Matt, you don't ever go back really and think, man, that person was awesome. They cooked me an amazing meal, went over there for dinner. But at the end of the night, you had no discussion, Mm. no depth of conversation. Mm. Um, That doesn't impact you really. What impacts you is when someone spends time with you, gets to know you, and cares about you. Yeah. Cares about your life. Yeah. So yeah, the surface good. things seem so good, but you know we do we need have to serve one another. So I think like you know church for example, everyone should be doing something on a Sunday, like something little, really. Yeah. Um, because we're just serving one another. But there are times when you have to drop that because Matt, you're hurting. Mm. You actually don't need me to rush around doing stuff for you. You need me to sit down and chat. Yeah. Pray with you. Yeah. And build that relationship and same with God. So here's uh, just a bit of a list of what your activity might be costing you. Number one is your relationships and the joys of relationship with wives, husbands, your kids, um, father and mother enjoying their children, the relationship with God, with your friends, um, your neighbours actually even at your house. You're so busy doing God's work you haven't even learnt your neighbour's name. Uh, Emotionally stressed so you've got no peace, your health might go, blood pressure, physical, no physical exercise, uh, mentally you just got no time to think and reset your mind. Um, and to be honest, like that busyness, that's one of the things with that social media, what I've noticed with kids. Like I remember my kids saying, Dad, we need to turn something on because there's no sound mm. and we need something. And it's like that distraction from actually thinking about life yeah. um, spiritually as well. So they're the things that can, can do that for us. Um, and I'll just go through a bit of a list here. You can just sort of highlight anything you think might, um, might help. But how can I do that then, right? So we understand God's desire is for us to enjoy life. So um, this, this is the other verse that I used in Ecclesiastes um, 8.15. So this is um, the person writing it. He goes, so I recommend having fun <laughs> because there's nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy life that they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them under the sun. Yeah. Um, and earlier on it talks about how it's good for us to enjoy our lot in life. So, you know, where we are, where we're working, learn to enjoy it, 
Mm. It's a good thing to receive wealth from God and a good health to enjoy it. Yep. Um, and when we get this, it says, God keeps such people so busy enjoying life, they'll take no time to brood over the past. And, you know, surely a Christian should be enjoying life more than anyone else. Yeah. Because you have that freedom from sin on yep. top of that. So yep. here's just a bit of a list of things I thought about. There's heaps more. You can add some. But don't take life too seriously if you want to enjoy life. Gain perspective. Life doesn't revolve around you or depend on you. Uh, spend time with those that matter and people you don't have to impress. Now, that is a big one for me. Yeah. yeah it's like, uh, again, it's the, the society is very much about impressing people. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. I think that's good. Um, and that, and that well, I think it was one there you talked about, something about perspective. Yep. Yeah. I think, again, just just making sure that we've got everything in perspective. Yeah. You know, what, what is really significant, what isn't. And, you know, I love that, that verse in Ecclesiastes, you know, re- recommending having fun mm. and enjoying what we have, enjoying life, but it doesn't negate the work. Yeah. You know, because it actually says you know, experience happiness with all the hard work that God gives us. That's right. So yeah. God's actually going to give us stuff to do. Um, and even hard work can be fun. Yeah. I, f- I feel like sometimes <laughs> yeah, when things too. are really hard, it's actually more worth doing than, than you know, the little mundane yep. sorts of things. And, you know, and, and we can find joy in that. But, yeah. but I mean, ultimately, you know, Jesus is that source of joy that, that comes into our life. So it really shouldn't matter what we're going through and, and what we're experiencing. Yeah. Um, but still being in that place of of joy. But, you know, take the time to have fun. Yeah, absolutely. We need to do it. There's another verse in Ecclesiastes, one of my favourites, you know. Dress up in flying flying clothes, splash on some clay and go out and get a good meal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that sounds good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, choose not to be, not to lie or speak evil. This is one of the things. Make sure you keep your mouth pure. Um, yep. Choose to love. And enjoy the company of others. Understand you have a choice not to worry. As a Christian, you do have that choice. Choose to enjoy moments that are important and value them. And remember that work's not the end of itself, but a, the end itself, but a means to an end. Um, and of course, learn to trust in God and His love for you, depend on Him. One of the other things that I've noticed too, Matt, and I'll probably wrap it up very shortly, um, is that people who are busybodies, because there's another verse in the Bible that says, um, live a quiet life and mind your own business. Yeah, they're always trying to run everyone else's life. Yeah, it's enough trouble running your own life, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your own life in order before you go and yeah, sort out someone else's. Yeah, and and often it's yeah. when we're out of control, we want to be controlling others because yeah. or talking about others or fixing them because we need to actually have a heart problem deal, dealt with as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't really have much more to say. Uh, but also I think when it comes to the pursuit of happiness, remember that um, money is not always the answer. Yeah. It can be an answer to things, definitely. Um, but something that always impresses me is that the Bible really talks about that contentment. Mm. You know, and Ecclesiastes 4, 6 says, better to have one handful with quietness and two with hard work and chasing the wind. What's that saying? It's saying that it's not worth chasing more mm. um, and forgetting about what really matters and that actually that won't make you happy. It's going back to are my relationships good? Yep. Because if, well, I don't know if you've found this, but I've found that when my relationships are good, I'm the happiest. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they're That's bad. It. Yeah. Yeah. And inv- investing in those good relationships and not not wasting time with those relationships where you're just out to impress people and, yeah, you know. No, and that can be social media. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. Like absolutely. that pressure I know I've seen on kids is like, I need to impress. So I spent so much time just trying to impress people. Yeah. That's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Awesome. Good on you, Matty. Anything else, Dad? No, I think, I think just, you know, really, again, really good message, really good uh, opportunity just to to reflect on on you know what what has priority and and where we're investing our time and yeah. you know really want to encourage people again just to to be looking at you know how they're how they're serving and how we're serving each other how yep. you know how we're connected in and and in relationship uh, with with those in the church family and and you know those relationships that really matter and you know where are we investing our time with God and yeah you know taking the opportunity to to sit at Jesus' feet, even though there's other stuff that probably should be done. But, you know, there's there's times when, when that really needs to be the priority and, and yep. you know, find it, finding the time and setting aside the time to do that. Um, you know, and and finding our joy in, in Jesus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep, pursuit of him. All right, awesome. thanks, buddy. Catch you later. No worries.